1: Thank you for your presence today. In our own life experiences, we have witnessed the general devastation of mediocre living. We have also witnessed those who have risen above it, no matter what challenges they face. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. With God, all things are possible. Any one of us can be an overcomer if we look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Fear not, for God is not. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues to set the record straight.
2: On this Grandparents' Day, I got a word from the Lord for you. And it's not only for grandparents, it's for, for everybody. The Word of God is the Word of God. It spiritually ricochets all over the place. So open your Bibles to Psalms chapter 92, verses 12 through 15. Psalms chapter 92, the 92nd number of Psalms, verses 12 through 15. And there you'll find these words. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. And from this particular passage of scripture, it gives me great pleasure, pride, and joy to preach the value of grandparents impacting the next generation for Christ. The value of grandparents impacting the next generation for Christ. To all of the grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents in the assembly today, what a blessed privilege it is that the Lord has blessed you not only to see your children, but also your children's children and beyond. You have lived not only uh, to see years, but you've lived to see decades after decade and even to see the changing of the millennium. For example, if a millennial today asks you, when were you born, and I'm just taking a number. Now, I'm not picking on you if you were born in this year. If you were born uh, in 1945, they would, would, they would respond by saying, wow, you are so old, 1945? Well, that is old in light of 2018. For example, you are so blessed to have seen so much in your lifetime. You have seen the increased cost of living. In 1945, I could have said 1935 or 1955, but in 1945, a new house cost between $4,600 and $10,000. In 1945, rent was $60 a month. The the average electric bill in 1945 was (laughs) $4.58. How about that? A a new car cost $1,020, and gas was $0.15 a gallon in 1945. In 1945, the average wage was $0.40 per hour, or $16 for a 40 hour work week, $16 a week. Regrettably, you've also seen a degenerating culture right before your eyes. Now, many of you young folk out there don't know this, but you, but you grandparents do. Remember the TV show, I Love Lucy? Look at that. Y'all connected with me. When they slept in separate beds in full pajamas. However, today, you cannot turn on the television and not see partial or full nudity. The excessive use of profanity and vulgarity knows no bounds. Then you have the graphic violence on television in the movie industry and video games where you see blood, guts, gore, and rolling heads. Television commercials promoting products such as hamburgers, hair care, cars, clothing, and alcohol are all glamorized through sexual innuendos to sell their products. My, how the culture has degenerated since 1945. And on and on it goes. In light of all this, the question we must pose to you is what does God require of you grandparents to impact this generation and generations to come? What does he require of you? Why are you here? Why, have, why, why, why has our Lord left you here? You, you're not accidentally here. I want to tell you why you're here. Number one, the Lord requires that you be saved and live righteously before Him. The Lord requires that you be saved and live righteously before Him. That's why He's left you here. He's left you here to live righteously before Him. In the text, Psalms uh, ninety-two twelve eight, the righteous. Underline that the righteous. Say the righteous. righteous. The righteous. We need righteous grandparents, righteous parents. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. A righteous person is one who has been saved. A righteous person is a person who is just. A righteous person is a person who is justified. A righteous person is a redeemed person. A righteous person is one who has been vindicated by Almighty God. Grandparents, you are really, really too old not to be saved by now. I'm going to just cut to the chase. You are really too old. You really, some of you are on borrowed time and not saved. You are the age you are by the grace of God and you should be returning thanks to God by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You say how do I do that? Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says, "For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved." Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I'm a mess. Lord, I need you. Lord, save me by your blood. Redeem me, Father. I need you. I believe in your death, your burial, and your resurrection. I believe, Lord, help me, uh, uh, transform me, change me. I repent of my sin. I renounce my sins so that I can affect this generation and the next to the glory of God. After salvation, God requires that you surrender your life to Christ and to give him the best of your service right now. No grandparent under my voice should be half-stepping in this season of your life. So, the Lord requires that you be righteous and live righteously today. Secondly, what is required of you? God requires you to flourish in, the season, in this season of your life. God requires you to flourish in this season of your life. Let's go back to the text. The text says in Psalms 92, 12, 8, the righteous shall flourish. Say flourish. 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 The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. You as grandparents have a reservoir of life experiences tucked into you. Many of you have degrees. Hopefully you are full of the word. Even if you don't have a degree, if you're full of the word, you have something greater than a degree. The Word of God transcends any kind of uh, secular degree from matriculating through the universities. When you have the Word of God resident in your life, you have wisdom from God. You have the knowledge of God. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16a says, "'Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom.'" from walking with the Lord, having spirits in the Lord. You ought to be rich in the Word. Matter of fact, every time you talk, the Word or portion of the Word is coming out of your mouth. It's just flowing because it's it's a reservoir of the Word inherent and embedded in you. This means you should be literally flourishing to your God-given potential, grandparents, using what God has deposited into you to make a difference in this troubled generation. This generation is in Trouble. See all the kids that are dying. Many are being killed by, by drugs, uh, uh, by suicide, by, by bullying, by all kinds of things are happening before they can even turn 21. Grandparents, your children, your grandchildren, they need you desperately right now in this season of your life. You as grandparents should be flourishing. You should be thriving. You should be prospering and making a spiritual investment in your family, a spiritual investment in the Lord's church. You ought to be making a spiritual investment in the workplace for those of you grandparents who are still working, and you ought to be making a spiritual investment in your retirement years. You ought to be impacting children to the glory of God. It's a wonderful thing when we can see grandparents mentoring in secular schools. We have a mentoring program. We have mentoring ministries, and we have we have grandparents and those who are not who are going into the schools. And making a difference in children's lives, we have grandparents who are in the math camps, helping children learn about science and math and all of these things. That's a wonderful thing. It, when a grandparent can be in a tutorial ministry here at Maranatha Bible Church, I mean, there are all kinds of ministries for for grandparents. You're not just sit around and just be barely making it and watching. Uh, Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge, listen, life is not about Judge Judy and, and all these other judges on the show and all these reality shows. And some of you go from show to show to show to show to show to show. You're not impacting anybody. And uh, you go from bingo. Now, go exercise yourself. Go exercise. Please go exercise yourself. You know, but, but you ought to be Productive. You got a lot of grandparents today. That you, they beat these young folk to Vegas. <laughs> I was in Las Vegas, my wife and I, to see some former members that we stayed with. And then we ate at one of those hotel, those casino hotels, and we walked through. And uh, I just walked through there, and you'd be surprised. I saw folk look like they're 80, 85 years old, and they were just smoking. The smoke was choking me, but I just stood in there longest. I was just looking. I was fascinated seeing all these old gray-headed or bald-headed folk early in the morning, late in the evening, and they just chumming it up. They're just, just, they're just turning that thing. You go all the way to New Orleans to get on a boat. Go to Louisiana to, get, to, do, to do that. And then come to God's house and won't even tithe. God didn't leave you here to waste his money. God didn't leave you here to sit on a couch and be a couch potato. If you want to get sicker, do nothing. Just do nothing. Just be selfish. Just live for me, myself, and I. Matter of fact, when you impact other people, it gets your mind off your own ailments. That's right. That's right. So, it's, it's very important that you bring value with your spiritual gifts and talents to this generation for the cause of Christ. Thirdly, you grandparents you are likened to the cedar of Lebanon which is a tall evergreen tree prized for its high quality timber, it is prized for its oils, its resins for for thousands of years. Psalms 92:12b says, he shall grow, underline that, grow like a cedar in Lebanon. The cedars of Lebanon grow because they remain planted in one place. As grandparents, if you are going to make an investment in in our youth, you need to be planted in one church long enough to grow and reach your potential for Christ to affect our youth for righteousness. You can't be just all over the place. you at this church and that church and that church and not, and then you go once a month, once every other month. Uh, and when you come in, you come in half the service and then leave early and then wondering, why am I so depressed? You're depressed because God is not first. You're depressed because you're not allowing him to be the center of your life. The Lord will lift that depression if you refocus on him instead of refocusing on the computer, on Facebook. I'm surprised all these uh, grandparents got all these friends. Why do you need so many friends at your age? <laughs> Why do you need so many friends? You mean to tell me you're that lonely? (laughs) Let let some of these young folk be your friend. You're all over the world, all over the world, and children are starving for relationship. Really, they are you got to be planted in one church long enough to grow and reach your potential for Christ to affect this generation. Uh, Psalms 92, 13 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Do not expect to flourish if you are not planted. If you are a spiritual weakling, you cannot help your grandchildren to grow and reach their potential for Christ. This is no time for you to be weak and transient. Cedar trees don't get tall and green and flourish by skipping into different fields. You don't see a tree one day in one spot, and then you come back two years, or two weeks later, and they're over there on the left side of the field. No, they stay in one place. They, the roots grow deep, and because their roots grow deep, they grow. The, the tree grows tall, and it produces. Uh, evergreen leaves they flourish, and it gets real tall because it go the roots go deep. You know why some of you' are so shaky? It's because you have no roots. You all over the place. no roots, no roots, no roots, you're so shallow and you, and you so and you're so uh, in need of pampering. I mean when you grow in Christ, nobody has to pet you and pamper you. And try to you always and you know and then you can't you can't help anybody because you, you every time you here you come here come your sick report <laughs> you can't encourage nobody my ear hurt my ear hate, my toe I got a bunion right here I got uh, uh, here's a growth right here I got a mold that come up over here and the, the, you think a child want I, I nobody want to be around a child You're just moaning and groaning. Moaning and groaning, moaning and groaning, and the children go running, and you wonder why they're running, because you're moaning and groaning. As a cedar in Lebanon produces high-quality timber, high-quality, you need to be high-quality grandparents, and oil, you ought to have the oil of gladness all over you, grandparents. Young people should see in parents and grandparents stability. That's what we need to see in you, stability. In parents and grandparents, uh, young folk need to see quality. Uh, And we ought to see Christ in your speech. Children ought to see Christ in your conduct. Your your grandchildren ought not hear you talking about the pastor (laughs) on Sunday after church. And then you're wondering why they won't come to church. That's right. I mean, talking about this member, talking about that member, talking about what went wrong. Did you hear that? Why she was up there? She was out of step up there dancing on the stage. Well, you get up here and step. It's easy to criticize when you're sitting out there. Get up and do something. Matter of fact, I'll stop this message so you can dance right now. Do I have any take us? <laughs> you ought to have quality about you, some decency about you. You ought to dress uh, Christ like. You ought not have a grandma with a split going all the way up, <laughs> deep V in the front, talking about hello, baby. You know, don't talk like that. <laughs> y- it's, you're too old to be a fresh grandma. <laughs> now, if you want to get married, it's, no, it's nothing wrong with grandparents. If, you see, if your husband died or whatever, and you want to be remarried, remar- that's, that's fine. But the Bible says only in the law. Only in the law. That's in my Bible. It's in yours too. All right? So if you want to fall in love, you can go and fall in love. I'll marry you old. It's okay to fall in love. In love. 285 years old saying, I do. That is so sweet. <laughs> in your conduct, we should see Christ. In your attitude, Christ. In your character and disposition, Christ. Uh, fourthly, God requires you to still bear fruit in this season of your life. This is a season in your life. Now, some of y'all, some of y'all think I got a whole lot of time. Listen, the older we get... Now, you'll say, well, you know, some of you, thank you, Holy Ghost, let me get this. <laughs> some of you say, you're you 50, and you, you think you got a whole lot of time because you're 50. Well, I still got half my life. No, at 50, you don't have your life. You know why? To get another, you, to, to get 100, that's 50 more years. How many folk in here you think going to see 100? Do you realize if you are 35, you already at half your life? What's 35 plus 35? You know, do you know how many people don't reach 70? So if you're 35, you are already half time in your life. Ooh, look how quiet they got there. You say, what? You already half time. Stop talking like that. You 45, 46. <laughs> Somebody, I never get. I, I was somebody's house, we had a meeting. And this person was 33 years old, and he was just prancing around. He said, I said, How old are you? He said, I'm 33. He was just smiling, just beaming. I looked at him and said, I said, Jesus died at 33. (laughs) Boy, they they fell out all over the house. They fell out all over. They got, fell forward, falling all off the chair. He humbled himself and set himself down. He he was just prideful. I'm 33, 33. I said, Jesus died at 33. (laughs) So now, you need to get over yourself. Stop thinking you young. You 35, you You're not young. You you in midlife. At 35, you have time. So now y'all, that's 50 and 60. Uh, I'm 66 today. That's why I'm preaching. That's why I'm preaching so hard. I may not make it back to see next Sunday, so I got to give it all I got today. Somebody said, what you going to do for your birthday? I said, preach. (laughs) (laughs) Preach? (laughs) What I normally do? They said, what are you going to do? Preach. So, God requires you still bear fruit in this season of your life. Psalms 92.14 says, they shall bear fruit. Underline bare fruit. bear fruit in old age. Stop saying you young at heart. The Bible doesn't say nothing about young at heart. The Bible doesn't say nothing about you being seasoned. The Bible says old. Say old. old. David said I once was young but now I'm old. No, I'm seasoned. It says what? Old. Young at heart. See, y'all don't even want to say it. You old, Oh. if you don't want to admit it, I'm telling you, you old, <laughs> they shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. If you are negligent in maintaining your freshness and vitality before the Lord, you will grow stale and unproductive. You must refuse to believe the lie that you are too old to be used by God. The days are too evil for you to be coasting or quitting. According to Genesis 7, 6, Noah was almost 500 years old when he started building the ark and was 600 years old when the floodwaters came. This shows that you are not too old to be mightily used of God. Nelson Mandela was a revolutionary who did not see the fruit of his labor until much later in life. In 1994, after spending 26 years in prison, and when he was almost 76 years old, almost 76, Mandela was elected president of South Africa in the first election that was open to all races in that country's history.
1: God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org select the give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund thank you very much for your generosity
0: three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells